Welcome to another episode of I Call Next. You got your four hosts, JK, Pete, and Gogo. Uh, big news, guys. Big news. If you hadn't heard, Lakers in the NBA playoffs still. Uh, 76ers swept. Thank you, Gogo, for the $75 Venmo. Yo, I'm... I'm 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 mad. I'm really Your mad. It's a little bit lighter today. Uh, Celtics swept. Who else swept? Toronto swept. Swept the uh, Nets, and then um, there was one more. No more sweeps. That's all. Two sweeps so far in the first yep. round. Um, there's gonna Lakers, be some. There's gonna be some series series endings soon. I think. Biggest surprise so far NBA playoffs. Each of you. We might all say the same one. I mean, the Clippers suck. Dude, it's not about the Clippers sucking. It's Luca. Luca um, is insane. Going it's like, off. It's 80% Luca, and it's 20% PG sucks. Which makes me so happy, honestly. <laughs> for, for him picking the Clippers over the Lakers, it just like warms my heart to see him karma. get this kind of attention. Long-weighted karma. Yeah, for him picking the um, Clippers over the Wizards, I, I feel it. <laughs> Him and everybody else. The other biggest surprise, dude, uh, Denver and Jazz. Yeah, Utah Jazz. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's not a surprise. I called it. I was going to say, somebody in this group actually called that potential upset. Um, Mitchell is going off, and even with Jamal Murray going off, the Jazz are still pulling it out. Yeah, no matter what Jamal Murray does, it's just like Donovan Mitchell is just one step further ahead of him to just – like he's playing phenomenal, but he's just like, sorry, man, they're going shot for shot. So Donovan Mitchell joined very, very um, prestigious company in Michael Jordan and Allen Iverson. I heard. Only ha- the only three people to have more, more than one 50-point game in a series. In a series, so, right. Yeah. Pretty dope. They also, it was also dope that it's the first time you've had two opponents where, first of all, it was 45 points each in a playoff game. But now, obviously, they both broke that and hit 50 as well, 50 and 51. Yeah. Yeah, so a lot going on. NBA playoffs are off to a kickoff. They were entering, I guess, the official second week of it. But um, not just this being the second week of NBA playoffs, but there's a more better suited name uh, for this week, and that's Mamba Week. Um, Kobe Bryant's birthday just recently came and went. Um, and just today, you were seeing a lot of uh, tributes popping up here and there. People, There was that Kendrick Lamar video, which I'm not sure if you guys caught, but that was really touching. Kyrie also released um, a video that it seemed like he personally um, produced himself to release. So any thoughts Alan, on, um, Alan on? Yeah, Alan Epson dropped uh, on the first yeah. uh, yeah. Kobe letter he sent out. So that was pretty, pretty great to read as well. Yeah, that was a great article. What are your uh, reflections on kind of seeing this stuff hit the, hit the newswire today? It's nostalgic, right? It's making me all sad again. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. like, it's just taking me back to when Kobe passed. And I'm just, like, you, you know, like, you kind of had the whole, you know, the shock of it happening. Then it goes down to, like, okay, this is the funeral. Then, correct me if I'm wrong, like, Gigi's birthday already happened too, right? Like, mm-hmm. it already happened. Yeah, that was, that was before. Yeah. So, like, there was that. Then, you know, this whole thing's just been kind of like it, it i don't want to say i'm using the wrong word here not necessarily saying never ending story because like i want to know more about this i want i want i still want to hear more about kobe bryant's life i want to hear more stories about people saying how he reflected and changed their lives but it's just like yo like at the same time it's like the healing hasn't started yet for me because mm-hmm. Like, oh man, Kobe is still gone. Like, it's, it's, I see it everywhere around the corner. I'm like, damn, I see Pete throwing a dart and I'm like, Kobe. Like, <laughs> yeah. It, Kobe Bryant was like in our hearts, like on Saturday at the end of the day. Like, if you think about it, like, Ryan. I, I it, it's difficult, but like, I, I can't even say, like, from other people who Kobe like changed more, like, for Pete, for example, right? Like, Kobe definitely reflected against you guys way more than me. But at the same time, it's like, it's affecting me. Pete? Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. Obviously, it still sucks. It's a fresh wound. Uh, obviously, it happened this year. But um, honestly, I think 
I just, I just share all the moments, right? Like everything that pops up, everything you see, uh, all the different stories, some of them are sad, but some are just reflections on the great person he was, like the Allen Iverson uh, letter towards the Tribune. Like they're both young and he was talking about where Kobe came and he's like, yo, what are you doing tonight? And he's like, you know, we're going to hit the clubs. And he's like, what are you going to do? He's like, going to the gym. And like, that just speaks, you know, millions about the guy he was from not just after he was established and, you know, trying to set an image. He did it from the get-go. Um, but I don't know. I think it's, it's been interesting. It's been fun to just see all the reflection. Um, I think leading up to the week, there was, I don't know if you guys heard, but there was, uh, you know, the Jalen Rose commercial about like after he dropped 81 points, he asked for like 81 olives in a martini. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always thought that was a joke in the commercial, but apparently he really did that. So, I mean, it's, it's always fun to hear some new things about Kobe, but uh, it's definitely nostalgic. Um, you know, always looking back at it, it's tragic what happened. Um, Definitely wanted to see the second part of his career as of his life storytelling, what would happen. But now it's always what we'll never know, but got to cherish all the best memories that he left us. We're, you know, blessed to have him for 20 years in the league. So. For sure. I will say that, like you just said, the second half is what's getting missed, right? The life after basketball, like that would have been, you could see it already starting to happen. Um, You have to miss out on that. So it's, that's kind of terrible. And like, honestly, I was thinking about it. I'm like, since that day, I remember the day still very clearly because me and me and Milad were like recording Culture Crossover and we saw this thing and we're like, the fuck just happened, right? And nothing this year has gone right since. Like the world has not been the same since that since that happens. Like the equilibrium of the world is just slightly off since then. So it's um it's crazy. I mean, it's a it's a crazy situation still to this day. So I mean it's just like whenever you have like I want to say celebrities that like you feel close to those kind of things always like haunt, right? Like always haunt and they seem to like never go away. So, but I will say I'm excited for whatever the Kobe documentary they're making is the, the last dance for Kobe. That shit's going to be really sad though. Like if you remember the Sean Taylor one on NFL networks, yo, if it's like that, that should, I'm going to be crying like a baby, like a baby. So mm-hmm. yeah. So, I mean, it's time to celebrate him, but I mean, it's still really sad overall. What about you, Raj? Yeah, it still feels so recent. And, like, usually you only get these kind of uh, moments in time to kind of reflect when their one-year anniversary comes for their passing. And it hasn't even been, you know, a year yet. His birthday is what the milestone was that just recently passed that gave us this opportunity where everyone's kind of reflecting. Um, I always enjoy these moments because when you have an admiration for someone and then you get to see other people have that similar admiration it makes you feel warm like i remember um like sean taylor's a lesser of a known public figure than kobe was but then when his anniversary would come up and like nfl network would do something for him or espn would tweet something about him or other players on different teams would come out and say something that you never even knew they knew who sean taylor was let alone felt the way they felt it would always make you feel good because you're like oh wow you know like they also had a similar um a similar effect on them and so um with Kobe you're going to see that 10 times over because of the public figure that he was the athlete and the achievements that he's um, achieved and it's funny I think we were talking about this when he passed but like I can't imagine another athlete in another sport who if this were to happen to them god forbid would have such a global impact as it did for Kobe right NFL is uh, mostly a domestic sport, even though there are you know people across the world that do watch NFL. Um, soccer obviously is mostly across the seas, even though people here know who Messi is, know who Ronaldo is. But for basketball, out of all the sports, in my opinion, is a sport that is played almost on every continent and every country. And Kobe, in addition to like someone like Jordan, but Jordan was like always that alpha dominant killer. So like not everybody could relate. He didn't show you that loving side. Whereas Kobe, at least maybe in the second half of his career, did start showing that. And so everybody had some way of relating to him. I and think so you uh, really yeah, yeah, you're right in that sense of, I think, the, you know, we've always seen Jordan. He's the GOAT. He's the greatness, right? But uh, I think the relation, like you said, with Kobe is he wasn't always the most gifted, talented person, but he worked towards becoming that person, right? So it's like showing you you can apply this to many aspects of your life and take you to places you never, you know, assume you can get to. So there were so many ways to relate to him, whether it was you're a competitor like him or whether you're a father and he showed you him being a dad, he spoke Spanish. So whether you're like a minority, like 
there were so many different ways in which people could relate to Kobe, whereas you wouldn't see Jordan as a father, right? Like you, he didn't show you that side of his life. He didn't show you other glimpses of himself other than just playing basketball. And so, um, yeah, man, it's obviously, it's a sad week. It's a sad day, but people are thankfully, like as they should, taking the moment to seize and highlight, you know, the great things that he um, had an impact on. So it, um, yeah, it sucks. It sucks for his family. Only three people have ever been had their funeral at Staples Center. So ever. And he's one of them. So that's the magnitude. Yeah. It's like it was him, Michael Jackson, Nipsey Hussle, and him. That's it. Like that's say, the magnitude. Yeah, I mean I would say um as y'all know, like I went to LA the the following weekend after his death and it's like something I, words can't even describe. Like the way the city looked, the murals, the flowers outside of Staples Center, the love that people were giving. It was one of the craziest experiences of my life. And I'm, I'm so glad that I was able to go do, uh, you know, go pay that homage to the guy that, you know, we watched for 20 years. But I, it's just something like, you're like, wow, I can't believe people from all over were able to do that. And honestly, we're so blessed that that happened right before COVID where I had the opportunity to go and do things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. so wild um wild few days but great opportunity for all of us to reflect um on him so rest in peace kobe from all of us here at i call next um and i'm sure when that documentary comes out i just hope they don't rush it right like i hope they do it it's well done with uh, class and i'm sure they're doing everything they can but sometimes i'm afraid they're trying to get this content out so fast yeah that um they really don't pay the respects that it needs the time that it needs yeah, and uh, I hope that, you know, they take a page out of the Jordan book. Um, you know, they, that was a well-put-together documentary. Obviously, it has to be done in a different style, but everybody saw how how impactful that was and what was shared. So hopefully, they can do something along those lines. Yeah, 100%. Awesome. Well, speaking on basketball then, which is what Kobe would want us to talk about, the ultimate competitor, we are halfway through round two, it seems like. Tonight we got some matchups. Who played already today? We had Bucks and Magic, right, earlier? Yeah, yeah Bucks and Magic. Uh, Magic down 121-106. Yeah, so the game was much closer for most of it than what the outcome shows. So they kept it pretty close. And then out of nowhere, they're down 17. They bring it back to within seven. And then down the stretch, they just couldn't hit anything. Um, so that, that, that matchup sucks. They really needed that win. Go down 3-1 is, is never good. Yeah, the Bucks don't look as convincing as I was going to swear they were going to be this um, this playoff run. So that's actually something to kind of keep an eye on. It, uh, yeah, definitely. Um, still, uh, Giannis is like, it's it's crazy. Like, I was watching the game, and I didn't think he did that much. Like, I was like, oh, he's having an all right game. And I was like, the man almost put up a monster triple-double. Yeah. <laughs> he's really quiet at what he does, but it's, it's super impactful on how, how they want him, you know? Can we agree that Chris Middleton is not that great? Like, oh, man. not that great. Like, he's overrated. Yeah. Like, he doesn't – I don't know how he's an all-star. Without Giannis, he's not an all-star. Giannis makes him look great. Like, I just think he's – not have a good game today at all. Yeah. You know who I'm surprised – I'm surprised, one, he didn't leave. And I'm, sec- I'm also surprised that the Knicks didn't throw way too much money at him. Like, I thought that's what was going to happen. I thought the Knicks were going to spend way too much money and get Chris Middleton and expose how bad he was. But it didn't happen that way. Yeah. What um have they are the Heat and Pacers playing today? Yeah, they are. Because if I'm not mistaken, the Pacers haven't won a game, right? They're They're down. They're going for the sweep right now. That game Miami is up three zero. Um, and the Rockets and Thunder are playing right now as we speak. They're tied at halftime. Playing right now. uh, Oh yeah, sorry. Game four. Yeah, game four today at six thirty. Yeah. So all that talk about Jimmy Butler and TJ Warren, and Jimmy's about to sweep this guy off the court. Who's what did I tell you that? before they started? I, I said that TJ Warren was just having his insanity moment. It was over. Yeah. 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 I got to go back and say that was the one that I really fucked up on. Because I <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I thought it was, was going to be a, big, a better matchup than it's proved it out to be. I mean, it's not over. But, yeah, uh, Jimmy Butler, like, like, he, like he's done every time before. If he locks it down – that dude's one of the top five guys in this league. I think, you know, like there's, there's, there's everyday players, right? And then there's players that take that game, they, they go to elite status when you come to the playoffs. Um, and if you, if you guys have been watching and you, you hear Shaq talk about it, he's talked about it almost every series, every game. He's like, if you're a good player, 
to be a great player, he's like, you got to take it up a notch. You got to take it up another five, six points in the playoffs to take your team to the next yeah. level, which is what you see Luka Doncic, Donovan Mitchell. You see Jamal Murray. All these guys, are they're putting up insane scores, but they're doing it on the stage that matters the most. Um, leading up to it, great. I'm sure TJ Warren did awesome, but Paul George did great. But now what are they doing, right? They're not yeah. doing anything. The teams are struggling. Legends are made in the playoffs. Like, legends are made. Like, if you're a nobody, but you show up in the playoffs, you will never be forgotten. You know, like, a single, like, few plays can make it. Remember how good, um, what's his name? Oh, what was his name? Remember how good J.J. Barea was? He literally pay- played himself into a huge contract in the playoffs, yeah. right? Like, hey, he killed it. He was the main reason down that stretch of that game why they won. <laughs> exactly, right? And then, like, remember – um. Was it Del- what was his name? The guy from Della something from the Cavs. Deladova, Matthew. Deladova, yeah. Matt- Deladova. Right? He played himself into a contract. Like, guys, you can you can literally make a name. For Van Vliet. Like, yeah. yeah. But Van Vliet has been playing great this season. Yeah, yes. He's, he's, he's come into his yeah. own. Yeah, he's come into his own. But, like, legends are made. Get paid next year. Oh, he is. He is. He is 100%. Um, but, the, um, it but, takes a certain – I don't want to say, like, I don't know, man. But, like, to make these kind of plays in the playoffs, it's a lot of pressure. Um, My pinnacle of success was high school sports, and I'd be lying if I didn't say I felt pressure sometimes. Like, I felt like, ugh, like you can kind of feel it in your gut, and you're like, that's the difference. Like, when I I watch that Luca um, dagger overtime play probably, like, 20 times. And, like, I'm just watching him, and just, like, he doesn't have a doubt in his mind. He's not sure he'll make it. But he doesn't have a doubt in his mind that he's taking the shot and he's gonna give it a go, and so like you, that, even that takes some balls, man. But you know, you know, it's you know, it's interesting, right? All these guys—Donovan Mitchell, Jamal Murray, Jason Tatum, Luka Doncic—you know what all these guys did, right? They went to Kobe's personal invite training camp, and they're all the guys that are going off right now. They're all the ones that went to that summer camp where that you know he spent like I think it was like a month, month and a half with them, teaching them the ropes. Uh, yeah. games and now they're all they're all flourishing they're showing it and like a lot of them giving the shout outs like hey you know all that work that we put in it's actually working and paying off right now um i think it's amazing to see that all four of these guys are the ones that went and all four of them are blowing up right now too which which camp did um pg go to i want to know that <laughs> stay away from that one. Oh man he actually arash what you're saying is kind of funny because pg the other day was saying like oh i still get butterflies oh it's still like nostalgic during these games and like he does not look at it i was gonna say that like i was gonna say the difference between like the eighth guy on like on the team and the one is just mental at that level it's only mental there's no other difference and it's huge like it's hard to like be someone you're not right like you look at pg and you don't see it but you look at jimmy butler and you see something different right their athletic ability may be the same but their entire careers and their important performances can be different just based on what's in here yep um yeah man I, i i constantly go back to the oklahoma city or sorry sorry Golden State versus Cleveland finals, the first matchup where Cleveland um, lost, right? Or no, Cleveland won. And it was Kyrie Irving who took this three-pointer shot in Steph Curry's eye with less than a minute. And, like, sure, you have LeBron. Sure, you have, like, a good um, Kevin Love at that time. you got a good team. But in that time, you have the ball, and you're designed to shoot. And if you watch a man, not a doubt in his mind that he's taking that three-point shot against a star-studded team in Steph Curry who was, like, most popular player at that time um and some of these guys just have it and like you eventually it gets fleshed out eventually if you play enough games and as viewers we watch enough games we eventually identify who's got it like James Harden up to this point in time has been known to choke in these playoffs and like you see him just go quiet and like Mm -hmm. just see him his body just looks different right from us as viewers through a tv then you see dame time He's a game dame lives for those moments right like he's a killer man that first game I just – I was so sad when I went to sleep that night. Yeah. It's been crazy because, like, like how you're talking about, right, like these guys that show up, like Luka Doncic is 21 years old. Yeah. He's already did something that only, like, four other guys have done, hitting a game winner with 40-plus points in the playoffs. You have Jordan, you have LeBron, you have Dame Lillard, you have, like, Kawhi. Those are the only guys that have hit that. He's 21 years old. What, this is uh, second time around, right? And that's it. He hasn't done anything yet, and like he's so early in his career, it's it's unbelievable. 
Yeah. I give them props. Yeah. I, I didn't expect Mavericks to win one game, let alone two. I, th- I think they'll still lose, um, but I'm, I'm a believer. You know, you know what I think is the most impressive about that game was obviously two days before he rolled his ankle. He could barely even yeah. walk. Mm. He rolled his ankle. I saw that. Not only did he hit the game winner, his stat line was like 43, 17, and 16, which is absurd. Like, and KP didn't bro, play. And KP uh, didn't play. Yeah, didn't and he did this without uh, Porzingis. Yeah. yeah. Porzingis, and, and uh, he was like game time decision right before. Mm-hmm. He wasn't uh, completely 100% ready to play either. It's just – it's unbelievable when he needed it, he came out and he did it. Luca got a fan – I was just saying, Luca got a fan in me. Dude. And everybody, man, yeah. and everybody, except anybody who plays for the L.A. Clippers right now. <laughs> um, all right, so here's our opportunity. I'm going to give each of you one chance to go back and change one of your season predictions based on what it looks like right now. Series predictions, we're sorry. If you could go back one week ago when we were all making our predictions – and completely erase a mistake that you made, which series would it be? And it can't be over yet. So you can't say, oh, Celtics. And, oh, damn uh, it. Damn it. Damn it still it. has to be up in the air. Because I want to see now if you screw up twice and flip your – reverse your prediction and now end up jinxing the team. and, so, and being so this one, I think this one's easy for me, right? I said that the Mavs were good, but they would get swept. So I always have to change that prediction. I was completely wrong. Um, Are you changing the outcome? You're sticking with your outcome. You're just changing that you thought they were going to swept. See, I want to change the outcome. 2-2 two, two tied right now. Series tied. They play tomorrow. 2-2. Two, two. Uh, hold on. Let me oh, check. You the, also said the Lakers would win. You don't want to change that one? Why would I change that? I said the Lakers are going to win. You said the Lakers will win the first time, right? Yeah. You can change that one if you want. Yeah, I'm good with that one. I think the one – it would either be that one or it would have to be the Thunder and the Rockets. So, I had the Thunder pulling out. This is what I'll have to do. All right, I'll take uh, Rockets-Thunder because I have the Thunder winning in game seven and it's not looking good right now. So, I'd have to change Thunder to Rockets winning. That's a good one. And they haven't had rust yet either. Um, yeah. But, yeah, you did pick the Rock- you did pick the Thunder initially. JK, what you got for flip? I'm going to go with, am I able to do the Pacers getting swept? There, that series is still alive. That yeah. series is still alive. <laughs> I think that series is done tonight. Um, uh-huh. I'm going to keep my Lakers trailblazers 4-1. Okay. That, I think that's like, kind of like the best prediction I did, that the trailblazers are going to win one. That one, yeah, that one's still on target. Gogia, which which one would you flip if you could go back? I mean, if it's not the Celtics one, that was so that wrong. bad. That was so bad. Uh, I mean, no, I think the Jazz are gonna beat the Nuggets now, but it'll be in six. No, nah, I think it'll be in six. The Nuggets that's will get one more. That's yeah, a big nice. one. I think J.K. was the only one that uh, guessed that one right. I also didn't think Jazz was gonna have a chance, but uh, Denver, after actually an impressive first win. All of a sudden, freaking Mitchell. I mean, even Mitchell played good in the first game they lost. No one's showing up for the Nuggets. No one except um, what's his name, um, Jamal Murray. No one yeah. is showing up. Like, and that you can't win on just Jamal Murray's back. And they have like, a good roster. I mean, they're yeah. third best behind two LA teams that are like manufactured by pulling players from other teams. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's just that, it's just like we're saying, right? Donovan Mitchell is playing on a level that's kind of unheard of right now, right? 57 points in that first game. Then he's got 50. You, you would not expect him to do that. I'm like, all right, he's good for like 35, 38, whatever. But that's right. not good enough. You're going to need the 50s. And he's hitting 50s. So, like, what, what yeah. do you do, right? Like, Jamal Murray is going shot for shot with him. But if he does 50, he puts up 53. If he does 40, he does 45. Like, the guy is always one edge over him. So Right. It's pretty nuts. And, and the thing is, like – it must be that like he had COVID and that's like giving him superpowers or something. It's like being bit by like the spider and then like, you know, becoming Spider-Man at this point. Oh, hey, isn't he called, um, is his nickname Spider-Man? Spider-Man? Yeah, Spider-Man. You know, you know what actually it kind of reminds me of? So if you, I don't know if you guys read it, but AI's letter today, Dear Kobe, in, mm-hmm. in one piece of it, he's like the type of competitor you were. And it seemed, I'm seeing it in Donovan Mitchell. He's like, no matter how good I played, he's like, who can say that they scored 33 points per game and lost a scoring title? He's like, if I did 33, he's like, you do 35. He's like, if I did like 40, you drop 45. Like, that's exactly what Donovan Mitchell's doing currently to Jamal Murray. Yeah. Yeah. That, that matchup ended up being much more entertaining than I thought it would be. 
Oh, it's it's been one of the greatest. Like beyond that, like obviously watching Luka Doncic play, but that that series has been so much fun to watch go down the line. Yeah, it's not a close. It's it's not like a run runaway three one. Like it's a close three one. Like uh, the ball drops the other way. It's it's mm. it's two two. You know, right. So, I'm just hoping Denver doesn't also let me down so bad like the Sixers did. Damn it, Philly. This time next week, we'll have a few more teams probably solidified for the second round. But I don't know if all these series will be done by then, right? You could, if you, if you have a couple that go to game seven, it may still be alive by this time next week. Oh, every, no, every ser- series ends by the 30th. So everything ends by yeah. Sunday. Everything will be done by 829. So oh, all clutch. the game sevens, yeah, potential 30. game seven would be on Saturday, 829. Clutch. Okay. So then this time next week, we'll be doing our round two predictions. Sorry, not 829, 830. Cool. Awesome. Um, not looking too far in the future, but for next NBA season, it looks like the Nets are already on their market looking for their new coach. Bro, if they can land Popovich. The thing is, how can they land him? He's under contract, is he not? He must be expired. Okay, so I know in 2K. trade assets to get him. You'd have to trade, which means the Spurs would have to want to give him up. Why would they? He signed a three-year extension with San Antonio last offseason, right? Ooh, so he's locked in. And he also, when they asked, would you be returning, he goes, why wouldn't I be? Yeah. Why why would the Spurs want him? No reason for him leaving. Um the only thing I can see is they want to mix it up. Like, out of all due respect to Popovich, they understand his greatness, but sometimes you just get to a point where, like, even with Phil Jackson, right, the Lakers did it. They just, just time to mix it up. And so I can see it happening, but if he's locked in and they just re-signed him, then they're not going to just, like, breach I, the contract. I hear you, but it's the first time in, what, 23 years, 24 years, whatever it was, 20 yeah, like years that they missed playoffs. So you're going to take one of those and bring another guy off the street? I don't see that happening. This is not even remotely happening. I'm like, I, 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 like, I don't even see why you would do that. Okay, mm-hmm. I want to I play in this world where this happens, right? I'm just going to just, just entertain me here. I think you will get – Greg Popovich is like a different kind of coach. He's not like going to let you go do whatever you want, right? He didn't do it with Kawhi. He's not going to do it with KD and um, Kyrie, right? I think if you can pull the best out of Kyrie and KD – like in a system like, and he, he's going to make a system that works. Obviously he's not going to just throw out what he wants to do. Right. Yo, the nets are going to be nasty. Cause if you can keep Levert, if you can keep um, Garrett Allen, if you can keep a few guys, yo, that team is going to be nasty. Cause he can, he's going to be able to do so much with that bench that whoever the coach was can't like no one, no one else in the league can with, uh, with arguably the best player in the league in KD if healthy. So uh, it would be, Yo, I, I'm going to order my Bed-Stuy jersey now. They were the seventh seed, and they didn't have Kyrie or KD for one game. Um, and they also had – who's the center that they have that didn't even play this year? Oh, Jordan. DeAndre yeah. Jordan. But, uh, no, no, but I will say Garrett – Jared Allen. Jer, Garrett Allen? I don't know what his name is. He's pretty good. He's not bad. They do yeah. Well, but, yeah. But those were their top three signings from last offseason, and none of them barely played this year. Um, so yeah, they they have a star studded cast ready to play if they can get a coach. Um, the thing is, so the reason this article even came up, I'm not sure if you like read between the lines is because KD said that he would want to play for Greg Popovich. Mm-hmm. I think KD thinks he wants that, but just like you said, Greg Popovich doesn't play around. Like he, he's not going to give, he's not going to do this like funny business shit. Like when he's coaching, he's coaching. And I think, I think KD thinks that he wants that kind of coach, but KD is not that type of athlete in my eye. When, when there's an actual like coach in the building, KD's going to realize, Oh no, I liked it much more when it was lax and I could do whatever I wanted. I don't know. I, I actually kind of disagree. Cause I think that KD knows KD's well aware of his image and he knows that he needs to win one outside of like the warrior stadium right like he needs to win one outside he does. Of the, so what right. would the like right now who is honestly legacy wise the best coach in the league right now it's still popovich right like there's no one else so he probably thinks he can do it Kyrie, on the other hand i don't know if he wants to play with popovich that's what i would say so i i think okay i think these are all just headlines right now yeah like, you know katie says he wants to whatever so 
the Nets GM, Sean Marks, is, you know, obviously he would love to have Popovich, but he's being like, let's be realistic. So he's considering Vaughn. So was it Jack Vaughn, the uh, interim head coach? So that's his primary guy that he wants. Uh, some of the other guys that they're looking at are Jason Kidd, Ty Lue, Jeff Van Gundy, um, I guess, as you know, per the athletic. But I don't know how Ty Lue keeps getting jobs. Bro, yeah, I don't know either. I don't I know mean, either. Sure, KD said he wants him, great, but they're like, let's be realistic. That's not – the chances of us getting him with that three-year extension without us giving up a shit ton of pieces are not realistic. Um, I think – I don't think KD knows what he wants. I think he thinks he's going to have a good time with Popovich coaching him, and he's going to realize mad quick that this was a nightmare for him. He's not that kind of player. Right. I was going to say, I don't think he's the he's the type of player that, yeah, that would thrive under him. Um, obviously – you got to have the KDs, um, not KDs, sorry. You got to have the, uh, well, I'm blank it out. Uh, Tony Parkers, those kinds of players. Um, and Kyrie is not Tony Parker. Yeah. Personality wise, not talent wise. I'm saying personality wise. Okay. I don't yeah, know. He's Parker, a better point guard yeah. than Tony Parker. I'm not like, like. Think about the three players that played the longest underneath him, right? Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili. Those three guys were there for Patty Mills. Patty Mills, obviously. But. <laughs> like. These are the these three guys are like the guys that you think of when you think of class, like when it comes to the NBA, right? Like they're they're never in the headlines for anything. They're just these classless guys that aren't looking for more than a system to play in. KD has always been in the news, and he's he's a, he's a troll. Like that's just not gonna work out. Yeah, he's in Drake videos out here. I mean, if you did see the Drake video, dude's dunking again, so it's good for his like Achilles. It looks good. I mean, he was he was getting you know guarded by Drake though, so I don't know if that's worth anything. It'll be fun. If NBA is alive next year and if we're all alive next year, then it'll be fun to see you play for the Nets. Biggest. Um, biggest. Any other NBA news we got going on? I mean, the Sixers getting swept. Brent Brown is gone. Um, and then, there, then there's been a lot of talk about what do you do because of the process, right? And it's a failed process. And they're talking about Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons' future. And I saw it this morning on Greeny's show on ESPN. I forgot what it's called get up, whatever it is, right? And they were, the, the poll question was, do you get rid of Ben Simmons? Do you get rid of um, Joel Embiid, neither, or both? And I think two of those options, three of those options are probably ridiculous. But mm-hmm. I, I thought, let's just answer it. I just want to see if someone had, like, a hot take. I mean, it's tough, right? Like, Ben Simmons, as much as we shit on him for, like, not being able to shoot or whatever, like, he's still a dominant player in the post. He, I mean, he gets to rim, he scores, he does things that – change the sure. outcome of the game. Um, so, yeah, like, with, that, with, with him having that season-ending uh, season injury, you knew that, you know, Philly was screwed. Uh, mm-hmm. You can't just have one guy put the team on his back, unless if you're Luka Doncic, maybe. But can't, you can't typically do that and go through uh, a playoff series and win. So, from a get-go, they kind of already knew they were a little screwed not having him. Yeah. I mean, I – You'd have to package one of them to get rid of Tobias Harris or Al Horford's contract. Like, you'd have to package one of them to get rid of the other massive contracts you've taken on. Yeah, I mean, I don't, yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, he, they both didn't get to play together in the playoffs. So why, why try to get rid of one or the other? Maybe try to build around them for the next go around. Uh, no, that's fair. Versus try to separate them up because they – all right, if they both were, you know, playing in the series and one of them just – it just didn't work out, fine, shake it up. I can see you wanting to do that, but that wasn't the case. Uh, try to improve everything around them and see what you can do for the next next go-around. That's fair. Yeah, I'm going to agree with Pete because, like, for me, yet again, it, it, it just doesn't make sense. Like, yo, if your players weren't available, they weren't available. Yeah. Right? Um, the Al Horford and Tobias Harris contracts, that's kind of like what kind of handcuffs you, but – is it more one bad season or, you know, like is it bubble play or, you know, they, these guys just don't mesh together? You know, like that's kind of what I want to know more. Like can these guys play together? If they can't, then you start looking at blowing up the team. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good, that's a good point, JK, because I think like I, the last game I was watching, Al Horford, like he's not doing what they brought him in to do. Uh, yeah. What can you do if you're role players or, you're, you know, other players aren't doing anything? I mean, it's the, the, I think the reason these, these stories are coming out is because did you hear uh, Joel Embiid's quote after the game? Um, this is not a ri- rivalry. They always kick our ass. 
Yeah, I thought it was hilarious. I thought that was so funny. And Joel, yeah, go ahead. It's accurate. Props to him for admitting it. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, yeah, that's it. What do you think, Rush, before we go on? Do you know how many of the last 10 first-round picks the 76ers still have on their roster? How many of the 10 first-round picks that they've had? Okay, hold on. Let me guess. Let me guess. So you have him, you have Ben Simmons, you have um, Joel Embiid, you have um, that's two for sure. You got rid of Joel Okafor, whatever his name is, right? Um, who else did they have? Yeah, you know what? They got rid of um, Holt, uh, Fultz, right? Um, what else? I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with three. The third one, I know who it is too. I'm just forgetting his name. Oh well, wasn't he one on the sentence? one too, and he's gone. Um, so out of the last 10, guess how many they traded away? Not just let them walk after their contract expired, but they actually actively traded them away six. on their rookie deal out of the 10. Six. At, six least, at least three. I would think at least three. We'll go five. Four. What you got, Gogo? I'm going to go three. Because I'm trying to think of the last guy that they drafted. But I don't remember. It's out of my head. Three. Out of the last ten, they drafted – they traded away seven of them. Oh, wow. Damn. And the remaining three, they extended all three of them. Um, but that's just wild, man. Like, you keep missing. And, like, Fultz is actually showing up, um, which it didn't look like it because I was watching him uh, on the 76ers and God. He looked like he forgot how to play basketball. Dude, yeah, they they like Orlando worked with him to get his shot back. Like they he did not give like an issue, right? Like his shoulder yeah. or back or whatever it was. And then he, looked he started looking better, but yeah, it was it was a terrible time for a while. He was like airballing free throws. <laughs> That's how bad his shot was. He was airballing free throws. That's just poor management though. Um that you trade away seven of your last ten first round picks. Um yeah, so it's interesting. At that point, right, it's either you don't know how to develop your players or you're just really shitty at scouting, right? Like, mm-hmm. if, you're gonna, if you have to get rid of that many people. Yeah, yeah, honestly, like, I compare a lot of these teams to the Wizards, and even the Wizards aren't that bad. Like, at least, you know, Bradley Peel showed out, John Wall showed out, and, like, John Wall was effectively a can't-miss. Um, and you didn't end up re-signing Otto Porter, but, you know, Otto Porter was at least decent. It wasn't bad, yeah. I think I think yeah. it's it's funny, kind of like uh, I think they're similar to like the Cavs, right? The Cavs for a stretch had the first pick a lot, and then they were trading away a lot of the first picks. And then the one year they had what Anthony Bennett, where we're like, all right, what happened with that? Kyrie, they got rid of. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they've they've had a lot of first round picks, and they've done a very similar thing too. Yeah. Um, speaking of drafts, NBA, the lottery it, was this past. It was. I just want to say one thing about Ben Simmons. Do you guys remember who his comp was? coming out because he was a first of all pick out of LSU. He was a number one player in the country before he went to LSU. And it was a huge amount of hype from Australia. There was a lot of hype. I remember Kentucky was in the running to get him and he ended yeah. up picking LSU. Do you remember, do you guys know who his comp was? And I, I will always remember this and that's why I'm so like, he's not that good because of who his comp is. It wasn't uh, Magic Johnson, was it? Trying to remember, like I, I can't it's, think of it. I don't remember. LeBron. It was LeBron. Yeah, that was the hype coming out for Ben Simmons, and he did yeah. nothing at LSU. He did nothing. Their team, that team sucked. But yeah, he they lost to the Kentucky. I think. I think they lost to the Wildcats in the SEC championship. Yes, they made. I remember they made a run, but they they played terribly yeah. all season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ben Simmons. Uh, yeah. What a, what a terrible comparison. He's much better than LeBron, right? <laughs> His other comparison was Lamar Odom. Maybe that's accurate. And load him up. They I both love- dated a Kardashian. That's what they were talking about. There. You know who's currently dating one? Devin Booker. No, I was going to say JK, but yeah, Devin uh, Booker too. <laughs> um, NBA lottery was this past weekend. Wizards yeah. at the ninth pick. Minnesota edging out the Warriors for the number one pick. Um, but everyone wants to know where's La- Lonzo Ball's little brother gonna go. They say um, he's gonna be better than Lonzo. 
which is not saying much. I don't think Lonzo. Yeah, I was like, Lonzo hasn't really done a whole lot either, so the bar is not that high. <laughs> yeah, but the Warriors are going to get a solid piece, even though they're number two. Um, they'll probably be bounced back and in the West next season in the playoffs. Look, the, the I will say the Warriors, they're going to get um, Wiseman, right? They're going to get Wiseman. They're going to get the one piece that they need in the center, and they're going to be back to their, their like, their strengths. Like, they, they'll have Clay back. They'll have Steph back. They'll have Draymond. They'll have Wiseman. And they have Wiggins still. And they have Russell. D'Angelo? No, they traded away D'Angelo no, Russell. They sorry. traded away Russell. For, for um, Wiggins. It's, right. That's going to be a really good team again next year. I'm happy. Yeah, good. I'm happy for Carl Anthony Towns because I feel like he had everybody on this team at one point, and now they're all gone. Yeah, yeah. Like Wiggins is gone. Jimmy Butler is gone. Um, was Jimmy Butler on the Timberwolves? Yes, he was. He's the one who yeah. called all of them soft. Dude, Derrick Rose is gone. Like they were all there at one point with him, and then he's just been like stranded on his island. So. Go go right now the mock so the NBA mock draft uh, one of the ones we're looking at right now they've got Lamelo Ball going to Golden State and then Wiseman going to Charlotte. Obviously, I don't first. I don't see how why they would take Lamelo. Right? I don't. They shouldn't. Yeah. They should take Wiseman. I agree. Um, what is Edwards going one? Anthony Edwards going one? I assume. Anthony yeah. Edwards. Dude, one. Anthony Edwards, D'Angelo Russell, and um. Carl Anthony Towns is going to be a sick, sick lineup if Anthony Edwards is tra- can translate because he was dope at Georgia. He's been pl- he played great at Georgia for the season that they had. Um, but yeah, he I guess. To go to Atlanta. I want him to go to Atlanta. Who? Uh, Anthony Edwards. He was saying like, yeah, I really want to somehow make it work so I can go to Atlanta. Uh, no, and then, Atlanta's sixth pick. <laughs> yeah, it's not happening. But like, they they were talking about it, and I was just like. This doesn't make sense. Like, why Why would you openly say, like, yeah, I want, like, Atlanta to come up and grab me? Like, Dude, this I, – I think people are really low on this draft, but it's going to have a few, like, really good players come out of it. It's going to be a surprisingly decent draft, I think. Not, like, as bad as people are calling it to be. But I guess we'll see. Because I'm looking at a, a mock, and, like, Cole Anthony is going to fall to the the Sixers on the 21st pick. That's wild. Yeah, that's the same thing I see right now. Yeah, Cole Anthony jumping to the twenty first pick. That dude balled for UNC before he got hurt. So, yeah. yeah. This I'm, was the first year that the um, NBA implemented the whole um, anti tanking uh, procedure, right? So the three worst teams all had the same percentage of probability to get the number one pick. Yeah, for the balls, the amount of balls. Right, and so the league put, uh, implemented this protocol to kind of prevent teams at the end of the season to just like tank um so they all hey i had the same percentage did you guys see the nhl draft um lottery Mm-mm. no this is what the nba should do whenever you guys get a chance google this video it's wild they show you the ping pong balls um and there's like a camera that's like zoomed in and you can kind of see in slow motion each of the ping pong balls had the team logo on it so the new york rangers are the one that got this number one overall pick and they got a player that they're calling the next like Ovechkin and Sidney Crosby but it's wild the New York Rangers ball got into the funnel so it was going up but like somewhere in this tunnel there's like an escape hatch just like for a chance and it popped out and so New York was like oh no and this other ball came in and then for some reason it went back out the way it came in and then the New York ball came back up all the way in and like it just it was like interesting to like see the actual balls and like I think the NBA lottery does the same thing. They have these like ping pong balls that they use, but they never televise it. And it's such great TV, man. I don't know why they don't do it. Televise it again now. <laughs> so I was I was gonna say that I heard this on a different podcast and it was how they could fix the lottery, right? And stop drinking. Uh-huh. Is that if you are the top three worst teams, right? You know how they're of equal odds. Mm-hmm. If you are the eighth seed in either conference, right, mm-hmm. you would also get put in there because that eighth seed is always that team that's like teetering that mm-hmm. needs a, needs a like needs a player, right? But they'll never make it because they're too far in the draft, too low in the draft, and not good enough to advance, right? Mm-hmm. So that would make teams fight for the eighth seed. Like people would still try to make the playoffs then, right? Yeah, I see that. And yeah. then they would get thrown into lottery too. 
Yeah. I just, you guys remember it was like Bill Simmons. It was like years ago on Grantland. He basically had wrote like this really long thing about like six different ways to do the same thing, basically stop tanking the NBA. Um, but I don't know. Uh, they're, they're making slow adjustments. It's, it's getting better. Right. But yeah. I, I kind of do like this whole play in tournament though. I hope they continue to keep that aspect of it because that itself is an incentive. You're like, Hey, if we're not going to make it, we don't want to play kind of like what Damian Lillard was like, but then he's like, Oh, we have a chance for the play in tournament. All right, let's do it. They, they also like in 2k, you can do it. You can do a option. Like there's like a, you know, how you do the um, league voting at the end of the year. You can do it. So it's a um, play. It's a tournament for the worst teams to get the first overall pick. That's badass. Yeah. They're not going to do that though. <laughs> Didn't the NFL uh, change their the amount of draft picks or the amount of teams that are going to the playoffs for them as well? Yep, one more team on each conference. Not yeah. NFL. Yeah, the NFL gets one. Only one team gets to buy. Remember? Yeah, that was during the whole new collective bargaining. Right now, there's six teams, and there's 17 weeks each conference coming in, and right. 17 games now, and it's um, 17 games, and there's only two preseason games, right? I forgot about that. Yeah. Well, there's no preseason games this year. And I didn't think they reduced the number of preseason games to add that extra playoff game, did they? They did. I thought they did. They lose they, two preseason They games. did that, and I think they made it so it's like an additional game for the season. Mm-hmm. And they got rid of two uh, preseason games. Yep. That didn't count for this season because of COVID. Yep. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. I was going to say, I, I always thought the NBA was like the most progressive when it comes to like being open to ideas of changing their, you know, structure. Um, but it sounds like, yeah, NFL just recently did it. Um, and More so, money. More money. It really is. And that's, that's the main driver for all of them. If you can propose more mo- ways to find money for them, they're all open to the ideas. The, it's the players that aren't open to it. They don't want to play another game because – Rightfully so, yeah. They're I'm going to get hurt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, while we're on the brief topic of football, we have a little bit of news here or there. Anybody got the take on the whole Earl Thomas debacle? Can you explain what the fuck happened? There was a fight, and then they released. Um, they're releasing from my him. My understanding it was that like during practice, he like flipped shit and he got into a fight with someone. He like mm-hmm. that's just kind of his attitude is just like me, 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 and not necessarily the team. And the team leaders were like. They went up to ownership and or management and was like, "Yo, we don't want this down the team anymore. Mm-hmm. We can yeah. do without him." That's just my understanding from it. I heard the same thing, and I heard it was more than just this one incident. Like all last season, he would like show up late to meetings. Um, he would like kind of be on his own schedule. And um, if you know anything about Baltimore and that organization that shit doesn't fly like you could do that in the redskins you you could do that and if you're good enough yeah they'll let it slide they'll give you a pass a doctor's note or whatever you want yeah. uh baltimore is a straight up organization they're they're all about that business they have previously ray rice is a great example let good talent go because they are up and you know they're they're on the up and straight um and so someone's going to get a, a decent safety in earl thomas probably on the cheap um but Baltimore, and kudos to them, honestly. Like, it's very commendable that they are looking for character and they're going to build great teams with great character people. Um, and they usually rarely often make exceptions. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a business, right? So you obviously want to have the right pieces and you have the best pieces to make yourself successful. But holding yourself and your teammates to that, you know, higher standard, it's, it's tough because not all teams will do that. Obviously, as soon as this happened, you know, there's probably going to be like eight, ten teams in the league are like, oh, perfect. We can go get this guy. We don't really care. Yeah, yeah. I was Cowboys. 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 <laughs> too. Don't, don't get me started on that. Or yeah, the Washington football team. They want him. He wants them. Yep. No, but honestly, like Cowboys is the right example because they constantly – and like honestly, it's another way of running a successful business, right? You could say, oh, I want to be a moral – I want to be a successful business, but keep my morals. And then you can be the Cowboys and say, hey, you know what? Screw morals. I'm here for the win. Like Alden Smith right now is on that team. Randy Gregory, they're constantly trying to get him reinstated. Um, Pac-Man Jones, after he got suspended, came and played for the Cowboys. Jerry Jones is not afraid. And, like, honestly, like, I kind of respect it. Like, 
you're going to take these players and you're giving them a second opportunity to see if they can um, stay on the up and straight and you're going to benefit by having these talented guys on your team. Um, so I, I get both approaches. At the end of the day, right? Like, what's the worst thing that happens? You just made. Say that. Go ahead. I, I said I'm going to go against what he just stated. Like, okay, I understand giving players a second chance. Out of those players that you late listed out, who all has actually worked out? Pac-Man played well. Pac, Pac, uh, I'll give you Pac-Man. Pac-Man played Pac-Man, well. He uh, resurrected his career. You look at Greg Hardy, nah. Uh, mm-hmm. Randy Gregory, nah. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it. So let me ask you something, J.K. So as Arash said, right, the Cowboys kind of already have this notion and they're kind of known for doing this. What do they have to lose? They're going to get something for cheap, and if it doesn't work out, they cut them and move on. Oh, no, they, they should definitely sign them. If I was the Cowboys, I would sign them. But the only thing they lose is perception. Like, there is definitely character issues with Earl Thomas. He basically forced his way out of the Seahawks, right, went to Baltimore, and he forced his way out of there. Like, if I'm the Cowboys, why would I want a player like that now? He doesn't – I don't feel like he's going to have enough to put on the field for the whole season to be worth the headache. Like, I'm reading a headline right now. It says, Earl T- Thomas was late to a meeting because he, because he, quote, had to get his car washed. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not something you want in the locker room. Like, okay, so now let's say that if the Cowboys are picking him up, right? He was doing these things while he was on a contract. You can build in all these incentives into the contract, number of games he plays, et cetera. All the bonuses, right? Only X is guaranteed. So you can set it up, set up a structure. Be like, you fail, you're out. I would you think, I would, all right, I'm saying this very unbiasedly, right? If I'm the Cowboys, there's a window right now to win a lot right now. You have all the pieces you can win, right? I wouldn't take in that character issue right now to close that window. If I was an organization, I just, I just feel like, I hate saying this. I hate it. I hate it so much. But there's a window. There's a, it's a very talented team that can really make the playoffs and make a run. I just feel like Earl Thomas is not worth it. If, if this, he's not going to come to meetings because he has his car washed. Why would you want that character issue right now? You can win. Don't have these distractions. But do you I, really think that one character issue of them try, – like, like I said, they can, make, they can set up a way to make him come. And if he doesn't, they cut him, right? But that, that's a strong piece that the Cowboys actually need is their secondary anyway. So – if they're good as is and they need that missing link and you're going to you take a gamble on it, I'll take it. I agree. I think the I Delta is better. They, they end up in the positive. Whatever negative he also brings with him, uh, he brings a talented veteran player at a position that they could use improvement on. That does work sometimes. It doesn't work all the time. I don't need no incentive uh, laden uh, piece into my contract. I don't think he would take that, number one. If they're, if they're saying, like, maybe if no one's trying to sign him, but I also don't think that he has to play. I don't think he's in any rush to be like, all right, yeah, I'm going to go play right now. Yeah, well, he wants to play this year. Yeah. No, I'm saying, like, he, if he's not getting the contract that he wants, he's not going to sign. I don't, think he, I don't think he has the ability to negotiate that right now. <laughs> he, yeah, but he's like you guys are saying, he's talent. He 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 has all the talent in the world. He's all he's got all the talent in the world, but he's got to also understand that he fucked up. Like you can't yeah. just okay. You you want that second chance? Or you want the team to pick you up? You got to give something up. You're not going to get what you want exactly. You got to yeah. get back into the league. What I'm saying, that you're good before you can get whatever you want. All 32 could or. 29 or 30 of them right now would probably sign them, right? With the exception of the Seahawks, with the exception of uh, Baltimore, like he could help any team win. Why wouldn't he? It was interesting. The Cowboys are offering him a contract that's going to be like, all right, this is incentive laden. Then you have like another team like the 49ers that have a good infrastructure in place, a good uh, set of bets in place that can work with them. Why wouldn't he go there? 
I also think that I also think that um Richard um Richard Sherman setting it up for him to come there. He yeah. he's been outspoken about it, saying saying some stuff that he's trying to work on getting him there. Um no, but I get it though. It's 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 high risk. It's not high risk. It's medium risk. High reward. Yeah, but it's still medium risk. It's depending if you want to take on that medium risk, right? Yeah. You want him to like go into practice and blow it up on practice, right? He's fighting people, right, on your own team. So, I mean, each their own. And, and that's kind of the thing. On the Cowboys, I guess you have Sean Lee as, like, their veteran presence on defense. And you have a couple other guys, but they're not, like – they're still young. Like, they're such a young team. Like, uh, Van Der Esch or whatever his name Van is. Van Der Esch, yeah. Jalen uh, – I forgot their middle line – their other Don't line. Smith. Name. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, dude, the, they're a young guy. Like, if Earl Thomas is going there, he's the vet. He's like, he has other vets that are on other teams that can kind of like, you know, this is not on you now. This is on everyone else, and you're a piece of this puzzle. All right, so we'll be letting half the team go with Earl Thomas once after we get him. <laughs> <laughs> go for it. I like it. I like it. I don't think the Cowboys are signing him to some three or four or five year deal. Like, it's a one year deal. Come win a Super Bowl with us. Yep. And we're done with you and you're done with us and everybody wins. But that, I also, that's the way I see it and that's the way I would do it. Uh, hey, it, you got cut. We need you, but we're going to give you one year. Let's see what we can do and we'll talk yeah. after. We'll give him a one year, five, six, seven million deal. Yeah, nothing. Damn. Oh. They got the money on the cap too. Like the uh, releasing Gerald McCoy last year, I think freed up three million. They uh, restructured Tyron Smith, the left tackles deal recently. That freed up some money. Um, they actually just have probably the right amount of money to sign an Earl Thomas to an amount that he's comfortable with and amount that keeps them under the cap. Um, and they're not looking yeah, to lock them long term. Like all the people you said, Arash, like they've done much worse and picked up much worse players for longer yeah. periods of time. So this is just like a no brainer. If you're going to, if you're even entertaining the idea, throw it out there, give the one year and then go, go your way. You know? Yeah, that's it. And he's not in any legal trouble or anything. I definitely think the Cowboys are going to go after him, but I'm just saying that there's other teams that are going to go after him. Yeah, I for sure. Like he's going to be the guy that says, whoever wants to pay me, I'm going there. Yeah, I could see that. I agree. Um, but again, like to your comment, there will be other teams, but it's not 29 teams. It's usually roughly around the same amount of teams and maybe one or two from here or there that go after these guys. Yeah. Where do you guys think he ends up? Where, where do you guys think he ends up? That was my next question. Texas 49ers, Cowboys, one of those three. Yeah, probably somewhere around there. I heard the Chiefs as well as one of them. Mm, maybe. I don't know if they would they would mess with uh, that. Right? It was just like a couple years ago. I say it's a pretty safe bet that he ends up on the Cowboys. Because them are the 49ers, in my opinion. Them are the 49ers. Well, those are the teams he wants to go to, right? He wants to win a Super Bowl. So he's going to go to a roster that he sees can do it. Yeah. 49ers would be good because you put the Seahawks again. <laughs> yeah, that's why. With Sherman, too. Dope. Dope, dope. Some uh, local NFL news to finish off this week's episode. Um, I'm sure you guys all heard about uh, Ron Rivera and his diagnosis. Yep. Pretty nuts. Did you hear how he uh, came across finding out? Self-diagnosis, right? Self-diagnosis, yeah. He, like, noticed a lump, and so he went to the team doctor. Team doctor didn't think it was anything. He said, you know, kind of keep an eye on it for a week, see if it would go away. didn't go away. Eventually um, got tested and found out, yeah. So he has um, lymph node cancer. Was and, it uh, uh, early, pretty early on? Yeah, he should be fine. It, okay. He should be fine. Like, it, it, it's, it's definitely treatable. The thing that's kind of shocking me with your story right there, Arash, is it kind of brings up the whole Trent situation, right? He went to the team doctor. Right, yeah. The team doctor said, like, oh, it should be nothing. Keep an eye on it. Yeah, I yeah. didn't make that connection. You're right, though. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like, this is a brand-new staff. They're doing apparently the same things that the old staff was doing. If you've ever gotten well, into, don't go into the Redskins. Doctor. He shouldn't – these guys should not be going to the team doctors. They don't – they're not, like, oncologists, right? Like, they need to go to a specialist, like, not a sports sports medicine doctor. They're not going to fucking – No, I it. think aren't – the sport, aren't, aren't there team doctors, like – General uh, physicians, they're sports like, medicine. Okay. Doc- no, they're sports medicine doc. They're orthopedics. Mm. I used to. So I used to, I see. Yeah, they are, but they don't like. They're gonna tell you to go somewhere else. They're huh? not special. They don't specialize in like cancer or anything. Like that. Yeah, sure. they're not. 
they're not they're they're every day day to day is not screening for that they're screening for like oh you tore your acl like right right going to muscles bones fractures exactly yeah right right yeah well anyway yeah that was um some surprising sad news but hopefully yeah everything is okay he found it early enough um we'll see if it has an impact on the field there they talk about the possibility of him being out some games and del rio being the interim coach they should just he shouldn't coach this he's not gonna be able to coach this here like it's really? really, I don't think he's gonna be able to coach this year. Like once he goes into chemo and stuff, he's not gonna be able to coach. Like I don't see how yeah, he would be. Reminds me of that Bruce Arians season when he went when he was stepped in as interim coach for uh, Chuck. Chuck, yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think he will. I think he'll have to sit it out because it's gonna be too tough. I mean, he needs to just yeah. he'll need a rest. He can't be like on an NFL coach's like schedule of not sleeping or anything. It won't be possible. Here's the thing. Like, I completely agree with you because this season is definitely – look at every single freaking thing that he's had to deal with since, like, becoming the Redskins head coach and or the Washington, Washington football team's head coach. And, like, bro, he's gone through a name change. He's gone through a sexual uh, harassment case, basically, against the whole team, um, you know, dealing with all this crap and it's like when can this guy catch the break now and no it's cancer most likely he's not going to be able to handle the whole season he is tough enough to the point where he might just try to gut it out but i don't i don't think he's going to finish the season as head coach yeah i don't i don't think so then because his team at least it looked like from the outside trajecting in the right direction and so i was hoping he was once you're at rock bottom, how are you kidding? You can't go lower. I mean, like, it's you just stay at the bottom and just I mean, continue. That's fair. Or very low. <laughs> but, um, yeah, obviously, we're hoping the best for him. Um, the Redskins' success is primarily on his shoulders. So, as soon as he gets healthy, as soon as this franchise has a chance, but more importantly than anything else, is uh, his health and well being. 100%. Um, yeah, so we'll see what happens with that. But other than that, yeah, Earl Thomas and Ron Rivera, the only real big news. Um, there was that mix up, mix up with the lab, right? The COVID test um, yesterday. Did you guys hear about that? A bunch of teams. Like 70, 70 false uh, positive tests or something like that, right? Right. So apparently they cleared that up. Um, shout out to BioReference Labs, which is the one that <laughs> made the mistake out in New Jersey. Um, but other than that, man, it's just basketball. Capitals did us all a favor and got knocked out early, so – we don't no, have to talk about, about them. There, right? No false negatives there. Yeah. Uh, uh, the clear results, unfortunately. Barry Trotz goes on to the second round. You saw oh. who the NHL cover is? Oh. Ovi. Again? Uh, EA Sports NHL cover for the second time, Alexander Ovechkin. That's dope. Well, until all this went down, right? Remember, we were tracking his goal score, and he was on, he was on a crazy pace. Yeah, J.K. swore he was going to hit 50, and honestly, he was going to pass 50. He was going to get, like, 50 or 60 this year if it wasn't. Yeah. I feel so bad for Ovi because he lost half the season in his chase, and because of, because of that, I'll say he's not going to get the, the title. The yeah. Title. yeah. This was a huge hit to his, just his progress. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Todd Reardon fired over this past weekend. Um, that was a little controversial, right? Where uh, good move. Saying like, oh, I guess maybe we should have gotten someone more experienced. Um, we'll kind of move on. And you're like, what are you like? You're wasting. I think it was you or Raj that were saying basically you're you're wasting Ovi's prime, like elite end of career years on just right. like that. Yeah, it's it sucks. Yeah, the GM Brian was mentioning that recently. Um, it sucks because it's not Reardon's fault that he got fired and that he couldn't perform. It's Ted Leonsis' fault, the owner of the Capitals, because he nickeled and dimed Barry Trotz thinking, I don't have to pay him. The reason we were a success and won the Stanley Cup was me, not the coach, but me, the owner. And now today he wakes up out of his $5 million bed and realized, no, it wasn't me that caused our success. It may have been the coach that I let walk. Just for what? A couple million dollars. You know, another time where something similar to that happened uh, with the Lakers when Phil Jackson was there and they're like, mm, we're going to nickel and dime you. We're not really going to pay you. And they went with like, he was Byron Scott, Mike D'Antoni, all these guys. And for the next three, four years, it didn't work out. It's 
I remember Byron Scott. I remember Byron Scott those days. The Lakers went on a little uh, run there with different coaches, man. Yeah. Um, we had a couple. Who was the Cleveland coach? The uh, bald guy that. Uh, Ty- Tyron Lue. No, no, Tyron Lue wasn't the Lakers coach. Mike something, right? Mike Davis or somebody. Mike. Mike. Mike um. Uh, Mike Williams. Mike no. Brown. Mike Brown. Mike, yeah, Mike Brown. Brown. Dude, we had him. We had you said Byron. Luke Walton. Uh, Luke Walton. Um, the old uh, Mike D'Antoni. Luke Walton. <laughs> Jeez, man, the Lakers D'Antoni, went on. Tony, I forgot about D'Antoni. It was bad. He only lasted. Who was the coach? That only lasted like five games into one season. It was D'Antoni? He got it might have been D'Antoni. And um, how does he? How is he? Like, I get how he's still in the league, but I guess how, I don't know how he's not fired constantly. Like, he's, playing, he's doing well for the Rockets. Always gonna make the playoffs. Never gonna win a championship. Me. All, always a bridesmaid, never the bride. That's how I see it. Until LeBron won this first. Say again? He needs to be the Wizards head coach. Get like, like, if you're like Houston, you're competing for a championship, right? He's not a championship head coach. So he's no. not come to the Wizards? <laughs> you can go to someone to like the Wizards where they just like, all right, we just want to go to the playoffs. That's all we want. It's like he, Bill Parcells. Bill Parcells, like, right? He'll get your team good enough to make the playoffs, but he'll, he can. He won it way back in the day, but he can't win it now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Tony would be an upgrade for the Wizards today. Um, Scott Brooks yeah. is actually being retained for his last year of his contract. And, you know, great guy. I've, I've listened to many interviews of him, and, like, obviously he had KD and Russ in Oklahoma City, but he's not the guy to get the job done. They only hired him to try to, loo- like, try to like convince KD to come here. And when that didn't happen, it should have been like, didn't work out. Get out. They're like, shit. Uh, all right, we, we got to deal with this the guy. Team was better, the team was better with um, Randy Whitman or whatever his name was, whatever the guy's yeah. last coach was. It was a better coach. And he didn't believe in analytics, which is wild, but still. Right. It was like voodoo magic. Dude, he was like, he was like, he wouldn't tell Bradley, be- he would, Tell Bradley Beal to like shoot like right in front of the three point line, which is the hardest shot, which is the worst shot in basketball, right? All he had to do was come off the screen, take one step back, and hit three. And right, that's what like, he does now. And look you're at like, him now. You're, uh, you're shooting like 16%. Don't worry. I, be- I don't believe in analytics. Keep shooting. <laughs> and, oh my God, that guy. That Before guy. LeBron won game two against the Portland Trailblazers last week, the Lakers went seven years without winning a playoff game. Um, so it was. A long stretch as a Laker fan. Seven years and 24 years before it was uh, without Kobe Bryant winning the last last game. Wild, man. Absolutely wild. Um, but, yeah, so this time next week we'll know what the round two of the uh, NBA playoffs look like. And before you know it, NFL season's here. Next um, week we're starting dra- fantasy talk. We're talking fantasy go. next week. We're going we're gonna to do a mock draft. We're going to do a mock draft. We All four will get a team. We'll log into Sleeper. We'll do a mock draft. We'll talk through our strategies and like who we think is going where. Instead of like making a list and talking stuff out, I figured this would be more fun because you're having it happen live pretty much. So I'm in. All y'all get ready because I'm about to kill y'all drafts. I'm going to kill you in my draft. We have the same strategy. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, Football will be here before you know it. NBA finals. NHL is basically dead to me now. Yeah. That's what done. I'm done. And the Nats suck. So, you know, whatever. Nat sucks. Strasburg, 60-day DL. He's got a carpal tunnel. Yeah, wonderful. Uh, he's, been, he's been, you know, doing a little something extracurricular at home by himself. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, boys. Good to catch up. I call uh, next. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram. Happy Mambo Week. R.I.P. Kobe. Rest in peace, Sean Taylor. See you, boys. Peace. Later. Rest in peace, my sleep. <laughs> Bye.